Welcome to Shattered Live, an informed, conversational, cutting-edge radio show in touch with today's issues that impact the lives of crime victims, addressing the aftermath of crime, forging a path for hope, building awareness, and empowering listeners for the future. This is Don Argor, a.k.a. Lady Justice, your host, with my co-host Delilah Jones, president of ImaginePublicity.com, welcoming you to today's show and to our library of weekly archive shows. It is our goal to make a difference. And um, so with that introduction, I say good, good morning, good day, everyone, depending on where you are across the nation, and it's very it's very nice to be with you again. We have um, a, um, a stellar show today, and uh, we are dr- addressing the category of missing persons. Um, and before we bring in our guests, I'd like to um, say good morning to my able co-pilot, co-host, and Hughes Center coordinator, Delilah Jones. Good morning, Delilah. Good morning, Donna, and good morning to our guest, Joe Cannon. Um, it's always such an honor to to be able to put on a show and include our colleagues from Q Center, the other state um, state outreach coordinators, and we, we have several all over the country. And to be right. able to bring them on the show to speak about not only the issue of missing persons, but other things that they're involved in, and also highlight some of the cases in their areas that don't get media attention, that don't get much beyond the local, if if that. In a lot of cases, they don't even get local news. So we're just really happy and, and proud to be involved in Q Center and um, just really happy to have Joe with us today. Yes, I totally agree. And it's it's an opportunity one way that you and I, you and I can give back uh, by using this radio show as a as a vehicle for that. So I I, I totally agree. And uh, so with with that introduction, we want to bring on bring on Joe Cannon, uh, representing the the state of Louisiana and the surrounding areas, if necessary. And he has a very uh, unique background that brought him to the Q Center. So, and we're we're going to touch on that a little bit. So, I say good morning, Joe, and thank you for being on Shattered Lights. It's an honor to have you today. Well, good morning, Delilah and Donna. It's uh, it's an honor to be here. Appreciate uh, the opportunity to speak with y'all. Well, good, good, good. Hey, um, why don't why don't you tell us a little thumbnail sketch in terms of your your background that brought you that brought you to the Q Center, and, you know, what sparked your interest uh, before we get into a couple of uh, cases more in depth? All right. I I, I sure will. And the most important thing uh, about my story, I think, is that what it points out is that uh, anybody uh, with an interest and a heart for uh, missing people and missing children in particular, in my case, uh, has the ability and the wherewithal uh, to be able to assist uh, in in the search and, and the rescue and uh, getting getting these children back with their with their families. Uh, it doesn't require uh, any expertise, believe me, uh, to 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 get in and pitch in and help with this. My background started. Um, uh, uh, I, 
back way back when I was a uh, uh, English uh, professor at Wichita State University, and uh, many many years later, I had the opportunity to uh, exercise that specialty. I started uh, teaching English uh, during the summers in um, uh, Ukraine. And, uh, I, at that time I, I, you know, I had a family and things were pretty normal and, and, uh, while in the Ukraine, uh, in my classes, I taught in two locations in the Ukraine, uh, in Kiev and Donetsk. Uh, for those who don't know, Kiev is the capital. Donetsk is the one that is the city on the eastern part of Ukraine that has had uh, all of the uh, problems uh, right now, where all of the fighting is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, during that time, uh, w- uh, with the group I was with, we generally taught three or four classes a day. Uh, pretty full classes. We had anywhere from 25 to 30 people per class. And during that time, I had one or two missing uh, girls that went missing uh, per per class. And I, and I couldn't understand it. And so I taught a couple times in Kiev. Where by the time I got to Donetsk, I finally... Uh, you know, asked these students. I said, "My goodness, where? You know, what's happened to these to, to these girls that seem to drop out and just go missing?" And my my group in uh, Donetsk, Ukraine, uh, was very forthcoming and said, "Well, these girls have have uh, been abducted and trafficked." And I said, "You've got to be kidding me! It was just like a two by four across my forehead." They were uh, this class and I uh, uh, these classes and I had become very very close in Donetsk and they were able to take me to uh, what had happened was these girls had answered an ad uh, for modeling with the opportunity to perhaps come to the United States and develop modeling careers. And they were taken to a, uh, they had answered an ad and gone to a location in downtown Donetsk and were never uh, heard from again. Wow. The, my, my uh, group took me to the exact location where they had answered the ads. And that was my first um, uh, introduction into trafficking and uh, uh, Donna and and Delilah it was commonplace uh, unfortunately uh, to the class Uh, just a a common occurrence and um, as you can imagine I was in total shock and so uh, uh, dug deeper into it and was able to uh, share with me the exact trafficking lanes going from uh, that part of Russia through Ukraine, uh, Estonia, uh, that that whole area, all the way down through Europe, through France, uh, to the northern tip of uh, Africa. And uh, that was my first introduction, and I, I just I, I couldn't believe it. The well, it it must have been mind blowing. I mean, to like you say, to 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 see the pro- proliferation of it, and uh, and culturally, you know, the difference. Although maybe you didn't 
know how frequent it was in the U.S. at that time. How is, if we fast forward a little bit, how did you initially get hooked up with Monica Kaysan? Okay. Um, well, I got back to the United States, and, of course, uh, uh, I, I did not believe this was going on in the United States. I got back in the United States, and, of course, I was uh, j- just uh, uh, flabbergasted. So I started uh, – uh, investigating at the time i i uh, got back a uh, couple cases really really hit the news um uh and i and i will fast forward o- over a, over a couple cases uh that 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 had really hit the news uh to the one that that just tore tore my heart out and that was a case in louisiana it was the mickey shunick case and uh i got heavily involved with the mickey shunick case uh but there had been two or three others and so i became aware of uh the trafficking the missing uh uh persons uh situation in the united states when i got back because my sensitivity and my my ears and eyes were open and uh the Mickey Shunick case, I, I had been on the search uh, for Mickey Shunick here in uh, Louisiana. Unfortunately, uh, she was found deceased uh, after a couple months of uh, uh, of searching. And in all of these missing cases, in the United, uh, missing persons cases in the United States, one name kept coming up. And it was Monica Kaysen. Funny how that works. Uh, yeah, and I and I, I I kept going. Well, you know what? I I have got to meet this person, or I've got to talk to this person, because I I, I you know her name keeps coming up as the uh, the one person who's able to find these people, the one person that's on the ground uh, to do this. And so, I uh, I believe I sent her a resume. She got back to me right away. We had a very long discussion uh, on the telephone. And uh, mm-hmm. as they say, the, uh, the the rest is history. I, uh, I, I, and I, I do want to say this: I've I've never met a more dedicated uh, uh, person uh, for missing people than Monica Kaysen. Uh Her heart, her soul, her whole being uh, is involved in this. The air that she breathes, everything is about uh, finding these missing people, and she has right. developed such an incredible national organization now with the uh with the q organization and uh i am just uh honored uh beyond honored to uh, be all imagining to be a part of it as as are we and and that's why we feel this is so important to do shows like this and um so one or two things as as an introductory feature to the couple of cases um now with the advent of the of the new show that's on tv CSI New Orleans, perhaps people have a, a, a little bit better idea of the geography and what you may contend with there as a um, as a searcher. But if, if you want to uh, go into that a little bit in terms of what your surroundings are, what, what makes it challenging culturally and, and whatnot, and then we want to talk a little bit about, after that, the differences between a runaway case and a sort of a quote-unquote, true missing persons case. Okay, Joe? Sure. Yeah, yes, that would be great. Well, we have 
down in Louisiana, for uh, people that don't know, uh, Louis, all along the Gulf Coast, one of the uh, main things that make it very difficult down here uh, for searching is that all along the coast, uh, we have swamp area. And um, uh, with swamp uh, comes all of the uh, things that come with swamp, all of the different animals and and things like that with swamp. We also uh, have, uh, uh, you, you'll find going towards the coast, you've got waist-deep uh, swamp water. You've got the, the trees and the uh, uh, swamp grass, and you've got the tributaries and, and, and all of that. So when we go, it makes it very, very easy for perpetrators uh, to 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 hide evidence and to hide bodies and to and to all of that. So we've got that difficulty down here, and believe me, the perpetrators uh, are are well aware of this. Uh, you, you know of their surroundings. So the natural environment on the on the Gulf Coast. Uh, makes it very difficult, and it makes it extremely important that we are notified uh, quickly. Uh, parents will, uh, w- with missing teenagers, uh, have a uh, tendency to wait sometimes. You know, they, they want to locate the child themselves. Mm-hmm. Um and they'll wait sometimes. And uh, my, my urgent plea uh, to parents of teenagers in particular is is don't wait. Uh, if you suspect that child is, is missing, uh, contact uh, the police immediately and get that police report in. We cannot do anything without a police report, uh, without that police uh, uh, report number and get that in just as quickly as possible, and then contact uh, contact Q or whoever your your local search and rescue group might be. Uh, time, I mean, minutes matter. Uh, let's mm-hmm. say that, Min- and because of our terrain, minutes really do matter. Do you do you find that um, in in your work with the Q and uh, since you developed relationships with law enforcement and whatnot that you've you've developed a good network and um, people are cooperative? Uh, Very very much so. I I would say um, it's been my experience um, that uh, sometimes the uh, law enforcement gets a bad rap uh it's been my experience here that law enforcement is so overwhelmed and i and i don't know if it's because um uh of the of south louisiana and and everything that happens in south louisiana and uh, of course there's an economic uh piece to that as well um but uh law enforcement is so overwhelmed that it seems uh, down here they they, uh, they they welcome Q with open arms. That's, uh, that's great to hear. You know, it's so, yeah, it's so they've important gotten, to have that. You know, they've they've gotten to know uh, the volunteers, and uh, they they really do uh, uh, 
appreciate the assistance. They can't, you, you know, they cannot track down, uh, they can't respond to every call for a missing person, uh, particularly in that short period of time where it is so urgent uh, that they do respond. And they simply can't do it uh, because we have such an overwhelming number of uh, people missing um, uh, in the New Orleans area. And they simply can't do it. So they, they really do welcome us with open arms as a, almost an adjunct uh, to the, to themselves. Sure. Well, with with that said, um, proportionally, are there a lot of – let's talk a little bit about the, the runaway issue, and then perhaps we can get into uh, uh, Desmond's case. Yes, ma'am. Hello. Did you hear yeah, me? Are you still there? Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes. Um, can you talk a little bit about the uh, runaway issue versus, um, you know, other types of, cla- of classifications of missing persons in your area? Then perhaps we can get into the first case. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, and I really appreciate the uh, the opportunity to do this because I I, I really want to 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 speak to uh teenagers uh mm-hmm. and 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 Donna and Delilah when I say this I I I want to speak to both you know when you say runaways what immediately comes to mind a young teenage girl correct and I want to speak to to both uh that young teenage girl uh and I want to speak to that young teenage boy as well because down here we have uh we have both and there seems to be a proliferation of young teenage boys that uh are are beginning to go missing and uh and getting in trouble I would say over the past uh several months uh, the amount of uh, of young boys that are going missing, and I believe endangered missing, uh, has increased uh, dramatically. And um, uh, I know uh, in some of some of our discussions, Donna, um, mm-hmm. I, I would say the difference between a a runaway and a true missing is probably five or six to one. But having said that, I would also say uh, that that runaway, male or female, uh, becomes endangered missing within 24 to 72 hours down here. I I, I can't emphasize enough. The predators prey on those uh, missing, we'll use the term runaway for right now, prey on those runaways uh, like... uh, uh you you know they're waiting for them they are in uh, you, you know they they're they're looking for them and so if they go out and they're on the street for any short length of time at all uh they they will really find them now the important thing to understand about those and I've got a I've got a real real heart for this uh you know particularly being in the in the Louisiana area what parents need to understand and 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 I think what what teenagers need to understand and when you're looking for them you need to understand teenagers aren't rational decision makers <laughs> we know so, that <laughs> yeah yeah they yeah. they're just they they're not and that that's what drives law enforcement crazy because that makes things really really difficult mm-hmm. uh you there's no method to to their madness when they run away so they're that, that's just going to drive them crazy and 
also what we found is that a, a large majority of what we're dealing with are are teenagers that are running away from homes so they don't have a home to return to and that makes the urgency of their running even greater and it makes them wanting to hide uh even greater and they get awfully awfully good at it and um uh just some statistics uh for you um set, we we have found about 70% of the runaway youth and when i say that i'm going to say 16 and under probably uh become endangered within within about that 72 hours and and wow. so that gives us yeah that gives us that tremendous urgency within that that 72 hours and parents need to understand that they need to contact us uh uh right away and mm-hmm. also almost um uh half of those let's say about uh to be conservative let's say about 40% of all of those that we deal with um have uh uh tried suicide at at one time now the intent you know are they seeking attention or was it a true uh form you, you know a true Suic- attempted at suicide right Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't say, but about forty percent have attempted suicide, so that makes that at risk, uh, you, you know, even more urgent. It makes us uh, need to really look for them uh, even more urgently, because when they get desperate and if they get abducted uh, by a predator, that risk of suicide jumps. Uh, sky high, and so it makes uh, uh, our time, uh, y- you know, very, very urgent Off to to try and yes, find them. You have to jump, jump ahead. Delilah, does anything particular come to mind when when Joe's speaking so uh, articulately about about runaways? I mean, we've we've heard some of this at conferences, but this is very important information, isn't it? It absolutely is, and I think Joe will agree that. You know, a lot of times you look at runaways as not high priority because they made a, a conscious choice to do this, but that's not always true. Um, and I think you'll agree that most runaways are either running away from something terrible, whether it's their home life or school or whatever that might be in their mind, or they're running towards something. And I think, you know, you, you've probably had this experience in your work as well, Joe, that um a lot of the teenagers that are being trafficked now are being lured, and there are people in the community who groom them. It's not just, you know, they don't just drive up in a white van and abduct them and away they go. A lot of times it's the dream weavers, we call them. They they can figure out through many, many channels what this person is thinking about, what they're wanting in life, what their dreams and hopes are. And we're not always talking about marginalized kids either. We're talking about kids that come from a stable home, that come from a good background, that are are stable and, and achieving in school. These kids are also being lured away from all of this for, you know, a, a life that they have no understanding. And once they get in it, 
they can't get back out. Absolutely. Very, very well said. I, I totally agree. And, you know, so people people need to, I think the point is here, Joe, don't, people need to shed their stereotypes. Isn't that true? Uh, very, very much so. Uh, and Delilah, you, you hit on, on some key points. I think one of the, uh, you know, even the affluent communities, uh, we have, uh, you know, nowadays we have, uh, two parents working and, uh, the, the attention to these children, um, is is being given now by uh friends at at school and we're finding the perpetrators uh really infiltrating these schools now and uh one one of the things i i i would like to say that we see pretty consistently um uh i i work with a, a group also that calls on um motels and and hotels uh, around and uh we give out uh flyers for for missing people and 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 that type of thing and one of the things that that we find is the perpetrators are so well organized and they will start in the schools um befriending uh these students and the layers of organization are deep, deep, deep. We can't ever hope to get to the actual uh, people that are running these organizations because they have people in the schools, they have people on the streets, they have people, in other words, they will have probably eight to ten layers of people before you get to the actual money people uh, that are benefiting from this. I mean, yes. really, it's a corporate structure for evil, it sounds like to me, you know. And that's that's a point that I, I don't think people understand. So, you know, just up up until this point, I'm I'm learning very much, and I think it's it's very important to to provide this backdrop and this background because people, just by virtue of watching TV, have their own preconceived ideas, and I think you're debunking a lot of myths and you're setting the stage, which is very, very important. So within, um, maybe we have a little bit more than a half an hour now because we've set a very good good stage for these these uh, uh, cases. Um, which Would you like to get into uh, the first case regarding Desmond? Because I think that kind of dovetails, doesn't it? Sure. Now, uh, it, 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 indeed it does. Now, uh Desmond is a is a case that is currently currently open and <coughs> excuse me Desmond uh Desmond Moore is uh uh 26 years old uh I, I take that back he he had a birthday in uh March he's 25 years old now and um uh, uh he went missing from Gautier, Mississippi. And uh for the the uh audience that is G A U T I E R and we we pronounce that down here Gautier. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh okay. but he's from uh, Gautier, Mississippi 
And Desmond's case is, is very interesting and very frustrating uh, at, at the same time. And so I, I do appreciate the opportunity to uh, to talk about Desmond a little bit. Um, uh, I had Desmond's mother had called uh, Monica, and um, uh, Monica in turn uh, had uh, contacted me, me being the closest to uh, Gaucher. So. I immediately went down and talked to uh to to Desmond's mother and here are some of the facts uh of the case uh, uh that I was able to discern from uh uh Desmond's mother uh Desmond's mother's name is Delena and Desmond uh went missing he he was at a house and I I'll explain some of the uh, 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 uh some of the puzzles about this case as we go forward but he was at a house uh, w- with his girlfriend that was less than a mile from a pizza hut. And about noon on um, uh, August 30th, 2014, Desmond went to uh, walked to this pizza hut. Now Desmond uh did not have a car so he walked to the to the pizza hut once again less than a mile Desmond was wearing a uh sleeveless uh undershirt uh shorts uh and flip-flops uh walked to the pizza hut and apparently there were two people waiting for him at this pizza hut those are those are undisputed facts in in the case. Uh, Desmond never made it to the Pizza Hut. Uh, the last time he was seen was by his girlfriend at the house. So somewhere in less than a mile, Desmond disappeared on August thirtieth of twenty fourteen. Uh, and and has not been seen since uh by 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 anyone that we've interviewed now mm-hmm. i've i've walked the route uh i i you know been been uh searched uh all all over southern mississippi down there and um talked to in excess of 14 or 15 people who knew Desmond uh, extraordinarily well. I've had a number of interviews uh, with Delena, his his mother, uh, have had numerous uh, interviews with the law enforcement in both Gaucher and with the uh, State Patrol in uh, Jefferson County, Mississippi, as well as the uh, drug enforcement people in uh, Jefferson County, Mississippi, and um, uh, numerous other uh, officers down there, and and once again, as I said at the beginning of this call, absolutely un- unbelievable uh, cooperation and 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 assistance from uh, law enforcement in that area. I just I, I just can't say enough enough about it. Um, it's as if a uh, it's as if Desmond just walked off and and completely 
disappeared disappeared off the earth what disappeared off the off the earth like um didn't he have um a girlfriend yes now the the interesting the the uh, uh here are some facts that we've been able to uh that we've been able to ascertain uh-huh. uh down there um he was going to meet two two individuals uh and uh, uh apparently as is often often the case in in these particular things Desmond was involved uh, apparently in, um, in in drug sales, and he was going to meet these two individuals. Apparently, uh, it, it had something to do with uh, either a drug debt uh, or, or drug sales, and uh, this has been verified on on numerous uh, occasions been verified with the law enforcement uh, people as well as uh, numerous interviews that, I, that I've done. And and so there's you, you know there's some something there but there were two individuals uh there that uh, that he was going to meet. They claim uh that they waited there and they claim that Desmond never showed up. Um uh and were these individuals all, in the in the drug trade or were these people that were his relatives or other friends they were they were other friends and yes they were involved in the in the in the drug trade okay um uh now his mother last saw him on uh august 29th uh i guess and um um uh, although she was in in Florida apparently at the time of the of the of the disappearance uh there's a third individual whose name has come up on numerous occasions that was a very very good friend of Desmond's and apparently uh Desmond uh owed this individual uh money as well uh the the amount of $700 uh keeps coming up uh this individual uh was apparently uh involved in waiting for him at the uh Pizza Hut as well. They claim that they waited for Desmond uh, for 45 minutes at the Pizza Hut, although no one at the Pizza Hut, the manager or anybody saw any of these individuals and can verify that they were there, that they were in the parking lot, uh 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 you know, or, or anywhere around. So no so these, one can vouch for the fact that so these, these people were, were there. I'm sorry. These were separate debts then uh, with these three people? Yes. And $700 is the minimum uh, debt that has been uh, been discussed. And he was and expected to pay on that day, according to these people? Yes. And, and of course, uh, he didn't have the money, right? So he did not have the money, and uh, the the other thing that has come from several of the friends is that uh, he had uh, recently received a shipment of five thousand pills, uh, apparently Xanax, um, 
and what was trying to sell these at $25 a piece. So you can take that 5,000 times 25 and kind of see wow. where, uh, where, where that was going. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so there was a, there, there was a lot of indebtedness apparently at that time. Now, both the mother and the friends say that Desmond had kind of gone off the radar the last 30 days and, and, you know, I don't want to assume I just want to deal with the facts, but you can you can make some conjecture about debt going off the radar, uh, right. you, you know, those types of those types of things at the, the same time. And was the involved, Joe? Uh, apparently not. The interesting thing about the uh, girlfriend is that the girlfriend has been uh, uh, the girlfriend will. Uh, I've tried to interview her on numerous occasions, and she has made a commitment to meet with me on three separate occasions and uh, has uh, uh, not shown up for any of those interviews. Uh, so she's kind of kind of stood me up on on all of those uh, occasions. So that that's kind of uh, kind of curious. Mm. Um, now, so how the, would you this, how would you interpret interpret that? I mean, what's what's going on underneath the layers? Is there something else that in the are the narcotics unit involved heavily in this, or has it? I think we had mentioned something about the drug cartel. Is that correct? Y- yes. Now, I I I, I would believe that uh, the girlfriend is absolutely scared to death. She's 19 years old, um, and and uh, uh, I've talked with her just briefly in order to set up uh, another appointment, so I've had eyes on, and a beautiful young girl, and I believe she is just absolutely scared to death. I get that, uh, you know, I get that sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So so, there's some pressure from somewhere, uh, that she's experiencing uh, after all this time. Right. What's the police, what is law enforcement's theory and your theory about, you know, where this stands now? Uh, Law law enforcement uh, truly believes um, that Desmond has been uh, probably uh, abducted. Uh, law enforcement believes uh, that that Desmond is is uh, still alive. Uh, you, you know their hope in, until there is any uh, firm uh, confirming evidence uh, to the contrary. Uh, they're working on the theory that he is still alive. They believe that uh, he possibly uh, was abducted in order to pay off a debt. The uh, uh, and is being my, held somewhere the, my, else. My th- is that right? Excuse me. And is being held somewhere else outside of yes. that local area. Yes. Yes. Okay. Possi- possibly south of the border, uh, but mm-hmm. certainly he 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 was abducted, uh, uh, possibly by a cartel to to work off the debt, and. Um, uh, that that doesn't ring very true to me. 
having worked with cartels in in uh, Louisiana area. Okay, what what rings uh, true to you? What's your theory? Well, the other piece of this is that having interviewed uh, the mother on several occasions, the mother has not been uh, uh, forthcoming. That is, uh, she has uh, been very stingy about giving out information. The police as well, uh, law enforcement, I shouldn't say police, the law enforcement uh, uh, ha- has suspicions as well because the story changes on occasion. Uh, uh, y- y- you know, it's not a situation where you sit down and, as with a a uh, runaway or a missing child, you know that parent just comes out and tells you everything. Uh, you know, right, Donna? I mean, they, you, right. you know, you've experienced Absolutely. that. And they yeah. just—they can't possibly tell you enough, and they get pictures, and they do this, and they do that. That is not the case with this at all. Uh, the mother has held information very tight, and a little bit comes out uh, during each interview. That causes uh, both law enforcement and myself to to kind of go, hmm, there have been several locations mentioned uh, that I've looked at, that dogs have been at, and then uh, with no hits. And then there'll be another location uh, possibly mentioned. And so uh, we get concerned about that. Plus, there in this particular location, when I talked earlier about water and swamps and all that, this is an entire swamp area, My, which makes me very... Um, it makes me very concerned about the well-being uh, of Desmond. Uh, and the mother would as be, well, perhaps. Is that right? Yes. Now, the mother has since moved to Dallas, Texas. And the mother, in the middle of the investigation, of the police investigation and our investigation, after contacting Monica and me going down to interview, right in the middle of all this, the mother moved to Dallas, Texas. And I find that somewhat curious. Uh, although she said she had to do that in order to get um, uh, work, and I, you know, I would certainly understand that. Uh, but um, I do find that curious, right in the middle of the of the police sure. search and and the investigation. So we, we've got all of flag. these open ends right now. Yes, ma'am. What uh, can you give us, like a physical description or any? What you know? I know that there's is there a posting on the Q Center. In terms of the uh, you know the demographics of this, and where might somebody uh, get information if they do have something to add here uh, with regard with regard to this case? Or y- yes, ma'am. The um, uh, case is on the Q Center uh, uh, website, and a uh, picture of Desmond is on the Q Center website handsome young man uh and 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 i would say this too it it, it kind of pulls at your heartstrings a little bit as well of all of the people i've interviewed not one person has said a a uh anything about desmond uh that he was contrary that he was uh, anything a likable likable young man beautiful smile 
uh, as I said, handsome young man, and uh, apparently just amicable as as all get out. He just has uh, so gotten let, caught up in something that that took on a life of its own, perhaps. I think so. Everybody everybody liked and enjoyed uh, Desmond very much. And uh yeah, I think he just got caught up in something that was so much bigger than uh than than uh, he was. Uh right. but let me give a a brief description. Go ahead. And honestly, he could be we have uh uh leads that have taken him to Atlanta, Georgia. So I I I really appreciate the opportunity to get this out. Uh but Desmond uh, once again from Goshen, Mississippi. Uh, he is 25 years old now, uh, height five foot ten, uh, weight 145 pounds. Uh, he has uh, brown, uh, long dreadlocks at last uh, uh, sighting. Uh, eyes brown. He's a uh, black male. Uh, he has tiger face uh, tattoos on his right shoulder. Uh, he was last seen with a gold chain uh, with a cross on it uh, around his neck, uh, brown wallet, uh, always wore rubber bands uh, on his wrist. Um, and and as I say, uh, w- which makes the abduction very, very likely, he left the house with nothing but a white, uh, sleeveless uh, T-shirt, uh, basketball shorts, and uh, flip-flops on. Yeah, it. Yeah, so, he w- well, I don't know. It makes me suspicious that you know if he did not have the money and he's going to meet three people and he's got two deaths involved. I what could he have been thinking at this meeting? <laughs> you know. Except um, to try and buy more time, I guess. Um, Was he a charmer? uh, Apparently. Uh, Apparently. All of his friends. uh, He has one friend. uh, uh, I I mean, everybody loved him. He has uh, one friend, a a young lady, uh, who, who I uh, I've just uh, in interviews I've just fallen in love with her. She was such a good friend. Desmond actually lived with her for a time, but they weren't uh, girlfriend boyfriend. She uh, Desmond had no place to stay, and so she uh, he stayed with her for a period of time. And right. uh, uh, she she's she's just a just a doll, and and uh, you know every everybody loved Desmond. Let's uh, let's just say that. Well, that and, sounds uh, like he got in over his head. And uh, if we, is there specific contact information that you can give? Uh, you know, the is it just the number for the queue, or is there particular law enforcement? And then we have a few minutes left, but not too many minutes to uh, perhaps talk about the other case that was recently solved, if you'd like. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, I absolutely want to give these uh, these numbers out. Um, okay. Uh, we have a number for the Gaucher Police Department, and um, uh, that number is 228-497-8010. And uh, if I can, um, uh, I also have the, the name of the 
officer, let me grab it here, who has just been uh, absolutely fabulous in this case. Um, if I can find it uh, here real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a Detective Wilson at the Gautier Police Department. Okay. And, and uh he has been terrific, and there is also uh, a Detective Nick Crocker at okay, the Gautier Police Bill. Department, mm-hmm. and, and uh, they have, as I, as I say, they have been uh, absolutely uh, terrific. Uh, I can't can't say enough. Uh, and about I know them. you have you have a poster. Uh, we unfortunately we didn't get it in time for to put it on on the network photo, but if I can search for it on the queue or you can relate it, I will put it on my my um my Facebook and uh afterwards so that people can get a visual of that, you know. Uh so right. I, I think we we've done a very uh, thorough treatment of that for what we know right now. It sounds very complex. You know, right. I'm sorry and we've got also the queue the queue number is uh, of course nine one zero two three two uh, 1687. Okay, great. Um, we've got about uh, 10, 11 minutes left. Would you, uh, would you like to talk about the case that we, we started with the other day when I spoke with you regarding something that was a real, uh, you know, a success story. It would be wonderful to, to, um, end the show with a success story, um, that was solved within the last 90 days we spoke of, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am. We uh, uh, had a uh, young lady who was uh, uh, in a uh, – she had actually been a home, very, very troubled um, uh, background. And uh, she had been in and out of homes uh, from, a, from a very young age. Uh, you could use the, the term incorrigible. And uh, I went and interviewed her her mother, a uh, heartbreaking interview. Uh, her mother, just a, a wonderful, wonderful woman, uh, and uh, just, uh, as, as, as you know, some of these interviews uh, just break your heart. Uh, she was in sure. tears the, the entire time. And uh, in 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 great fear for her daughter, uh, her last, uh, as I say, her her daughter had escaped uh, from a home. Her last um, uh, sight, or not, uh, last police sight of her daughter, she had uh, been seen sneaking out of a window of a motel in Eastern. New Orleans. Uh, the did you, police did were, you share her name, Joe? Uh, 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 Would you like to share her name, or no? Probably not at this time. Okay. All right. Uh, Go but ahead. I'm sorry. She would. She had been caught sneaking out of a, uh, uh, or, or the police. That was the last sight of her out of a hotel in Eastern New Orleans, and. Uh, she uh so uh her her mother had uh, contacted us and and uh, as i said I, w- I went down and and interviewed her 
uh, her mother and family, uh, and, and I became really, really good friends uh, uh, during this search. She was a at a very young age uh, had become a uh, skillful, <laughs> skillful runaway. She had absolutely gotten in touch uh, or, or been running with the uh, wrong people uh, to the point where she had become uh, uh, involved in uh, prostitution. She had, and, and uh, Donnie, you know, I'm talking 15 years old here. Yeah, that's and, incredible. Uh, yeah. And and she did uh, have a child as well? She did have a child. The mother was taking care of the child, the most beautiful, beautiful child uh, you can imagine, a child uh, about a year old. And uh, 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 as I say, the, the, the story just heartbreaking. So uh, as a search group, we were one step behind constantly. And... Uh, uh, you, you know, it, it turned out to be a pretty relentless search. Um, uh, the uh, law enforcement in New Orleans uh, and I were, 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 were joined at the hip on this one. I had turned a corner down in the French Quarter and actually seen her at a uh, bus stop. And uh, uh, I circled the corner again. I held up the missing poster right in front of her, <laughs> and uh, and she came to the car, and uh, uh, you, you know, kind of suspected she was busted, I guess, and and uh, started uh, uh, cursing and this and that. Up right behind her walk uh, her her three pimps. And uh, we were going to have an. It looked like we were going to have an altercation there. I turned the corner and uh, I got in touch with uh, one of the vice detectives that I knew. He met me right around the corner. Uh, by the time we had that together, uh, we went back and, uh, and of course, she was gone. Uh, that is the that's the bad portion of the story. Uh, I know our time is short, so I'll wrap this up. Uh, mm -hmm. After several very close calls of trying to uh, locate her, um, we were able to find her in a house out by the University of New Orleans. It was a joint effort between us and the uh, New Orleans Vice Team, uh, where they were actually uh, uh, exercising a warrant on the uh, pimps, and she happened to be at the house and we were able to recover her now with uh we work with several um uh church groups here and we were able to recover her and uh get her into a safe house uh with uh the church group one of the church groups here uh the the outcome of the story is that she did uh, through a lot of counseling and this and that, she got back with her mother and uh, her baby, uh, uh, went went through the court process and uh, gave her life to, to Christ. And 
although she has been remanded to a home again, uh, the outcome is extraordinarily bright for this young lady. That is so. That's so heartwarming that that she was able to break away from the pimps. Is there is there prosec is there a prosecution there with regard to them? Yes, yes, ab- absolutely. They are, as a matter of fact, they are in, they are still in custody, uh, awaiting trial. And the good news is, um, it looks like this young lady going from the absolute uh, depths of of the life that she was living, it looks like she's got a pretty doggone bright future. And once she can get through her situation here, uh, be reunited with that precious baby. And uh, we are all really hoping for a a tremendous outcome. So the bottom line of this is that in a lot of these cases, uh, there is hope. And uh, I would just ask people, if you've, if you've been touched by uh, this at all, please uh, join us with uh, Q and, yes. uh, you know, be a part of this. Absolutely. I think it's, it's a wonderful human interest, uh, a success story that people don't get to hear. Nancy Grace doesn't talk about these things. Um, and so we do. And um, I just I think you gave us a wonderful tutorial on the on the background of what you do down there so skillfully and you're so dedicated. I'm so glad that we have this as part of our library, and I know that people are going to be you um, you know taking advantage of repeated listens for this. Um, Delilah, do you have some parting comments with regard to this hour? Well, it, it, as always, it, it's gone by very quickly. And I just totally appreciate all of the good information that Joe has been so kind to take out of his Saturday and uh, talk to our listeners. I think, you know, everything that he has said, we totally agree with. And, you know, things need to be done and we need to really act on things a little quicker than we normally do. Yes, yes. And that's, yeah, that's the... A word to the wise, we you know, sometimes we lose track of those those small things but they are so important. So thank you so much, Joe, for your dedication. Thank you for for caring as much as you do and for sharing with us and I, I hope you'll you'll keep in touch with us. And uh so we're going to close out this edition for Shattered Wise. Please re- remember to go to Donagore dot com um and uh continue to listen to this show and We will uh, be signing off for this Saturday, and we'll see you for next Saturday. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joanna. Thank you all very much. All right. Take care.